Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Moco's Most Famous. We have been on hiatus for a while. And what good, re what better reason to bring back Moco's Most Famous than to have Dominique Dawes, one of our favorite guests, and you're the first guest to, that's on twice. So that's pretty special, Dominique. Dominique Dawes, everybody knows, Silver Spring native, longtime Montgomery County resident, opening up a new gym. Welcome back to Moco's Most Famous. How are you doing? I am surviving. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. I guess the first question is, you, you're, this, is this is happening. Uh, so pandemic or not, this is happening. What's going on specifically with uh, the Dominique Dawes Gymnastics Academy? Well, the Academy is going to open this week even in Clarksburg, Maryland on Wednesday. We're going to start offering preschool and ninja classes. It's going to be a very limited summer class schedule, but it's understandable. We've already had quite a few hundreds of people come through our door for the free evaluations that we've been offering for preschool, recreational gymnastics, and ninja. Everyone's come in with smiles on their face, and they leave with bigger smiles wanting to sign up right away. And so I'm so excited um, to bring this very positive, empowering, compassionate culture in the Clarksburg area for the sport of gymnastics and ninja. And I know families are going to love it. So this is the preschool space. Super fun. Here's my stuff. Daniel's walking away. Say hello, Daniel. Hello. Hello, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> um, preschool space. Super fun. Designated space for just nine months old to actually up till six years old, Joe. Um, so you don't have to worry about, our parents don't have to worry about their three-year-old getting trampled over by a 14-year-old that's tumbling on the floor exercise. It's really safe. Um, really nice equipment. Rock wall with the alphabet. Super fun. I have Danielle leading this space. She's got 10 years of preschool experience, being a preschool teacher, 10 years of gymnastics coaching experience, 10 years of being a gymnast, but more importantly, just a good person. You know, just kind and loving. We've had a number of kids I mentioned earlier that came in with anxiety about being at a local gym and the mom literally had to pull the girl um mm. into the gym space and she was four years old the mom was in tears the girl was shaking she comes in she works with danielle for this little free evaluation that was maybe 10 minutes and she didn't want to leave and was so excited to sign up and come back to this positive environment so it's it's those type of stories that make me realize we're what we're doing is right You've been working on this uh, for a while, so it must be, you, you talked about how excited you are, but I mean, it must be a relief in a sense also to finally start to get this thing going. It is a relief. I started before COVID-19 hit and throughout the months and months of quarantine, this is where I've been spending my time with my kids, with my husband, and we've seen this gym transition into what it's going to become. And it, it's been pretty amazing. I mean, we of course have spent a great deal of quality family time together too um, and become much stronger and tighter. But during this process to really have this dream of mine turn into a reality um, has been an amazing journey and an amazing road. And what is so special about it is the people that have come through the doors already um, mm -hmm. participating in an evaluation and super excited about being a part of a very positive gymnastics and ninja uh, community. So I know you're excited, people are excited, but there are people who are still afraid, and I'm sure you're afraid. We're all afraid of what's going on. What do you tell people who are still concerned, afraid, whatever word you want to use, about going into a place that's going to have other people? That is true. Well, I'm doing this for, first and foremost for my kids, and I wanted to make sure that it was going to be as safe as possible. And so we are following all CDC, state, and county guidelines with regards to COVID-19. 
when you walk through the doors, immediately you have a number of health screening questions that you're asked. We take everyone's temperature. Everyone gets hand sanitizer. Parents fill out these forms and we give a visual health inspection. Um, only then if you do not have a fever or you answer no to all these health questions, are you then in the facility and beyond the lobby area. Uh, we have had no incidents. Everyone that's been involved in this have either worn a face, face mask or a shield. All my staff wear face shields so that the kids can see their smiling faces. Um, some kids have worn masks, some have not. And throughout the process of being in our lobby and even in the gym, we are um, ensuring that there is social distancing occurring. So you can still coach gymnastics or coach ninja and be six feet apart. We're not spotting kids unless we need to save them. And many times coaches have had to step in and save a kid. And I think though the parent maybe didn't love the fact that we broke that social distance barrier, they were very thrilled that their, their kid was saved. However, staff are constantly washing their hands. They're wearing face shields and some kids are wearing them as well. We make sure that we wipe down equipment periodically. Um, we've also disinfected the equipment, but we don't do that frequently because honestly, the chemicals and disinfectant um, is not necessarily what you want your kids exposed to on a regular basis, but we do make sure we clean and we wanna encourage people, come through our doors, see for yourself um, the safe, safe atmosphere that we're trying to provide also with very positive and uplifting staff. Besides the COVID aspects of, of preparing to open this place, what has been the biggest challenge of opening your gymnastics academy? Um, you know, I think being that there's been so much media about the culture of gymnastics and me having lived in that very unhealthy culture for my whole childhood, and that was much of the reason why after my third Olympic Games, I flew away from the sport of gymnastics as quick as possible uh, because it's very unhealthy, emotional, verbal, physical abuses go on rampant, sexual as well, um, that this has been very much a healing process because for my four children, I love the sport of gymnastics. I have a passion for the sport of gymnastics. And I thought the sport was unhealthy. And I realized my eyes are open to the fact that it wasn't the sport, it's the people in the sport. And I know I can do things differently. You will, your kids will work hard, they will be challenged here, but no one's gonna be yelled at, no one's gonna be demeaned, no one's gonna be put down. People are going to be respected and coaches are compassionate and positive and uplifting. And so this journey has been um, very much a healing process. Um, and it opens a lot of wounds, especially recently on Netflix. There's a documentary called Athlete Day. It took me quite a few days to watch it. My husband made me watch it. And I watched this nearly hour and 40 something minute documentary. And I said, where's the rest? You know, there's so much more pain that has been caused in the wake of not just USA Gymnastics, but a number of these high level coaches um, that have really beat down and broken a number of young girls that are now 50, 40, 30, 20, and 10 year olds. I've had, Joe, so many people come through my doors and when I talk about the positive culture that I'm looking to build, they feel a need to confide in me, moms and children as well, about a very painful experience they had at another gym. And to the point where mom is in tears or I'm in tears, and I go home and I tell my husband, he's like, oh, another person, another person? Like, it's just, it's, it's sad. And so Athlete A was a good start. And as I always said, when the whole scandal came out about Larry Nassar, it is the culture of the sport that allowed him to sexually abuse hundreds of women for decades. And the culture is something that needs to be addressed. Kids do not need to be in an unhealthy environment 
where they're taught that they are less than or being yelled at or ridiculed or demeaned or put down is acceptable and that if they get to the Olympic level or collegiate level that they'll be okay. Their self-esteem will be shot. Their dignity will be shot. My husband's been a school teacher for nearly 20 years and he said, what I always tell parents is don't think of what your kids, don't think about what your kids think of you when they're 13 years old. Think about what your kid thinks of you when they're 30, meaning this. Parents, if your kids are in an unhealthy situation, don't bite that apple. Don't bite that apple and think that Olympic gold or that college scholarship is going to satisfy and fulfill them and make them happy. It won't, from personal experience, it will not. Don't bite that apple. Take them out of that unhealthy environment and find a positive, uplifting culture that's going to help them uh, learn to love themselves and help develop them as a whole individual. So when they're 30 years old, you won't be as a parent, when your child is 30, trying to help them put together all those broken pieces and for them to learn to have that healthy self-esteem. Because if you keep them in that unhealthy environment, it is going to be a lifelong uh, time of work to help them learn to love themselves ever again. You mentioned the, the Netflix movie, Athlete A, and while at first blush it might seem that that would be terrible timing as you're trying to open up an academy, it might be perfect timing because it serves as a reminder as to why you're doing this and why you're opening this academy. You're so right about that. You're so right about that. I, you know, it's, it's painful to know about Athlete A, and it's painful to know about the stories of these uh, young women, but again, this is why I'm motivated to do what I'm doing. The culture needs to change. It's not just USA Gymnastics. They're, you know, very much culprits behind this, but it's a lot of these coaches out there uh, that are constantly yelling, screaming, demeaning, putting down, um, and destroying the self-esteem of too many young girls out there. And I couldn't dare put my children, knowing what I know I went through and many other kids have gone through, uh, in that environment. I did for a few years and then I woke up. Um, because I started feeling the anxiety that I used to have every single day of my life and the fear that I felt every single day of my life. And in this documentary, one of the attorneys, John Manley, said, it is a culture based on fear, intimidation, and silence. And when I was 12 years old, and I remember this vividly, when I flew home from Australia, I spoke up to an athlete and I told an athlete there how I was being treated. And I remember an individual then nearly attacking me, demeaning me, yelling at me, and putting me down over that. And I remember then knowing my 12-year-old self, I'm never going to speak up and tell the truth again, because clearly the truth is not wanting to be heard. I'm now 43 years old. I'm now a mother of four. I am now a wife, and I am now whole and healed. And I love the fact that I am going to remain silent no longer, because these kids in the gymnastics community, they deserve better. And that's why I keep telling parents, wake up. Wake up. If your child has lost their childlike innocence, if your child won't smile anymore, they won't laugh anymore, they're crying, they don't want to go to practice, or they seem robotic, not healthy. Wake up. It's not worth it. Getting that college scholarship, getting that Olympic gold medal, it's not going to put them together, and it's not going to make them love themselves. They need to be in a healthier environment with adults that truly care about them as people. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If someone came to you and said, Dominique Dawes, we'd like you to become the czar of gymnastics based on your experience, your success, your knowledge, your passion, what would you say? Absolutely not. You know why? When I am at my worst, I am a product of that environment. 
So I'm not going to act as if I am perfect and I am not going to act as if that environment that I was in in the sport of gymnastics for 18 years didn't have some long-term effect on me. What I have realized, the reason why this business, the Dominique Dawes Gymnastics Academy, is going to do so well is number one, my passion, my heart, my coach's passion, their heart, but also, and I, I love giving them credit for this, it's my husband because he knows what to do on a daily basis and showing love and care for kids. He's been a teacher for nearly 18 years and kids are constantly emailing him, texting him, parents want him over for dinner. Just the other day, they had a graduation at his school. The kid thanked him, he was the valedictorian, and thanked him about his words of encouragement throughout four years ago when he was in eighth grade and the kid is now a senior. So my husband, Jeff, knows what to do. I can tell you in a whole book of what not to do and what our sport has been about. And so the combination of us two um, and this family business that we're starting together, and he says, it should be called Dominique Thompson Gymnastics. <laughs> um, um, but it, it, the combination is really what's going to make this so fruitful. Um, because I'm passionate, I've got the drive, and I learned all this hard work being a Dawes, um, but also it's the heart, it's the love for, for people, and it's the, the compassion um, that's combined that's gonna make this possible. All right, so let's talk about the academy, let's talk about the gym. What kind of specific things uh, can people expect um, when, when they come to the Dominic Dawes Gymnastics Academy? Yeah, I'm a three-time Olympian. So yes, we're gonna have a focus on excellence and high-quality gymnastics and high-quality uh, ninja, um, but it's gonna be fun. We want kids to have fun, but I want them to progress. I have positive coaches that number one, first and foremost, love working with kids. They couldn't see life without teaching or instructing or coaching kids on a regular basis. So um, their smiles won't be fake. They actually embrace and look forward to working with each and every kid that comes walking through their doors. Um, also parents, you know, these are coaches that also want to connect with parents for our nearly 350 evaluations that we've gone through in goodness, a week and a half's time. I was here for the majority of them, but my coaches were here connecting with parents, asking questions, listening, um, and just walking them around our very nice, new, clean, um, very safe facility. And so it's going to, it's going to be fun. Um, it's about building friendships. It's about, you know, developing the whole person. It's not just about, you know, physical health, but it's also about emotional and mental health. And it's also about social, um, socialization and building those friendships. And that's something, again, in the sport of gymnastics, you're taught everyone's your competitor, everyone you're trying to beat. And I understand it is an individual sport, but, you know, we can do this sport together. It'll make it much more fruitful and much more enjoyable. And if you don't stay in our program, let's say lifelong throughout your whole childhood, that's okay, but we're going to embrace you to come back. So just like the community my husband came from, people leave and they come back and they want to see their teachers. Most gymnastics gyms, people are not necessarily rushing back to see their coaches. There are a handful of very positive local coaches in the area, and I have communicated with them um, quite a bit throughout this journey. But there's a lot that you know the name of, but there aren't people coming back and giving warm hugs without having anxiety driving up to that gym. I hear the stories. So you're not going to have the anxiety here and you're not going to have the tears here unless a kid is just fearful to do something, but they're going to know that we care about them as a kid. We care about who they are as a person and we're just encouraging them to work through a challenge. We're not going to put them down. We're not going to demean and we're not going to yell. In sports, people talk a lot about legacy. You know, when they write the biography of, of Dominique Dawes, you have to put gold medal winning gymnasts 
first. Okay, that's just how it works. Yeah. But I know that that's not even close to the most important thing for you. What what do you you can't determine your own legacy, but what do you hope your legacy will be when it's all um, said? I would hope my legacy is um, goodness that I use my talents that I was blessed with well to serve others, and first and foremost, you know, my strength and my faith, but also to be the best wife that I can be, and also for me to be the best mother that I can be. There's a lot of people in this world that are very successful in the world's eyes. But when you go into their homes, there's a great deal of hurt, brokenness, divorce, abuse, you name it. I don't wanna be one of those people. I, I understand that I've accomplished success in the world, but I wanna make sure that I'm doing it regularly in my home because at the end of my days, if I'm blessed, I will have my husband standing next to me and my four children. And if I'm even more blessed, I'll have their spouses and my grandchildren. And it makes me choke up because I need to make sure first and foremost that I am serving them as best that I can. And so while I've gone through these years of pain in the sport of gymnastics and even coming from a family that was a little dysfunctional as well, I want my kids to look at me as a mom or my husband um, as a father and not see the pain that I've gone through in life. And I want them to, when they, when they hear about what I went through in life, to be like, wow, it didn't show on her face. It didn't, it didn't make her parent us in a certain way, you know, that she chose to be different. And so that's what I want my legacy to be, that my home life is one that's based on faith, family, and love. Could not have said it better myself. Um, we are living in turbulent times, and there are many reasons for that turbulence, um, even before COVID. Um, there, there's a lot of things going on po politically. There are a mm -hmm. lot of things going on uh, because of a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things because of Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the latter, Black Lives Matter. What, what do you hope that your children take out of all the bad that is going on? Uh, what do you hope they, they take from this? This is a tough topic for me to speak about because to me, Black Lives Matter all the time. Those nearly 20,000 Black babies that were aborted last year, they matter. The Black-on-Black -black crime that is happening in many metropolitan areas too frequently, they matter. In the inner cities where the education is poor and certain groups not having accessibility to a good education, healthy food, a safe environment, um, a roof over their heads, those lives matter. So for me, black lives matter all the time. Um, I have a deep respect for the law enforcement um, you know, authority. I, don't, I mean, I'm trying to read about what they're trying to do to law enforcement these days and we need our cops the majority of them are good people. There's just a few bad, rotten apples. And that is the case. And let's say, as we talked about earlier, youth sports, gymnastics. There's, a, there's some really good coaches out there that kids are wanting to come back to and coach for. And this individual has planted amazingly positive seeds in their lives and they have a relationship with them. But there's a lot of bad apples in those areas. And so, Black lives matter to me all the time. And so 
that the, I don't know what you want to call it, a movement is missing that aspect, in my opinion. And I am not a political person. Um, you know, I tend to play it safe and I, you know, I have my views privately, um, but I try to kind of not, I'm not one that cares for conflict and confrontation, even coming from the, house, the environment that I came from. Um, but my thing is, is Black Lives Matter all the time. And I hope that all generations realize that. It's not just when that, you know, disturbed cop um, decides to um, do something to an individual. Unfortunately, it was not even, not deserved by any means. Um, but Black Lives Matter all the time, you know? And again, the amount of hundreds of thousands, if not maybe millions of young little um, African-American kids that were snuffed out in the womb, I want to speak for them um, because they should have a chance at life because you never know what their potential could be. And you also need to take into consideration, and I don't want to get too preachy here, think about the damage and hurt that it caused on that woman. I know a number of people that have aborted children. They didn't want to. The man didn't want to stay with them. The man didn't want to raise the child with them. So they felt as if it was their only option. You don't think that woman has a void that she's holding on to the rest of her life? Oh, I wouldn't put that on anyone. I would not put that on anyone. So again, Black Lives Matter, yes, but they matter all the time. That is very, very true. I think that to me, the only difference is that it seems like it's different now that the movement is broader and mm -hmm. more people are becoming aware yeah. and, and doing things. And words, words don't matter if they're not followed by action. So I'm hoping that what we're seeing now amounts to something and amounts to change. And we're seeing things like the Mississippi flag changing. I mean, that was amazing how quickly that happened. So I, I think things are different and I think things are changing hopefully for the better. But I want more of the, those voice, the voiceless to have voices though in this yeah. as well. And I think you're very right that it is becoming broader and many more people are wanting to support, but do recognize there are a number of African-Americans, um, Hispanics, um, those that are maybe in more impoverished areas and their lives matter too. And um, we need to give voice to the voiceless. And there are organizations that are speaking out, but yet are being silenced because it's focused on just this um, agenda. And there's so much more. And that's, you know, I'm, you know, I, I understand the passion and I understand the compassion, uh, but do remember there's so many more that are being snuffed out. All right, so we could go on for hours, uh, but you have a gym to open up. Oh. I did want to ask you one 180-degree different uh, type of question. How much do you miss sports? I don't know if you remember this, oh. but the last uh, sporting event that I attended might have been the last one you attended, the Maryland-Michigan men's basketball the game. Yeah. I was there, and I, little did any of us know it was my last game. I don't know if it was yours, but was. how much do you miss watching sports, going to sporting events? Oh, I, I mean, I wasn't going to a lot of sporting events because my kids are so young, but um, I do miss sports. I think that my husband had mentioned that during quarantine, it would have been a lot more enjoyable, not that me and the kids aren't enjoyable, but he's like, if only there were sports on, it would be something for us to watch. But we watched as a family, well, just me and my husband, not the kids, The Last Dance. And I will mm. say, oh just, my God. Uh, yeah. Michael Jordan, his intensity, oh, you know, like that's a team I wish I was on, you know, to be pushed by <laughs> someone. But that's such high standards. Um, 
but we we loved watching the last dance and uh we look forward to i heard baseball season may start up again so you know we look forward to cheering for the nats and um hopefully at some point maybe in the fall getting out there and going to some sporting events sounds great dominique want to wish you uh great success with the new academy i want to thank you for coming on uh moco's most famous you're you're our one of our favorite guests, so open invitation. Two times, two times. Two times, two times. You'll probably become the first three-time guest, yeah. I'm guessing. Um, so anyway, continued success, and, and thank you so much for, for uh, doing this with us, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Joe, for your time. I appreciate it.